You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Ike, uh, you did a live, I believe it was what, Thursday? Thursday night? Yes. I, I believe it was Thursday funny. night about uh, Cadillac. Uh, you read the statement, the heartfelt statement that he released as he resigned as a running backs coach. Obviously, this one hits different uh, because of who Caddy is, how beloved he is uh, amongst Auburn fans, Auburn alum, um, as well as the, uh, the the kids on on the team. Obviously, the, the the running back room, the kids on the team gravitated to Cadillac. We all know what he meant to Auburn during the transition as Harson was fired in 2022. Uh, and how he held things together as the interim head coach. So to see this uh, was sudden. Um, there were some speculations about what's going to happen with Caddy leading up to this. Uh, we was hoping it was just rumors, but he has resigned. Uh, Be will I- I'm, I'm going to get your thoughts on it since you haven't had a chance to speak to it. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, this was a different type of... Um, relationship with Hugh Freeze and, and Caddy in terms of philosophy. You saw how Caddy likes to run the ball. He believes in running the ball. Hugh Freeze is a guy who likes to throw the ball. Uh, again, just speculative, your opinion, but your thoughts on just how they mixed initially. Well, initially, we know that Hugh Freeze didn't really have a choice as far as keeping Caddy on, and that's not that he was forced to keep Caddy on. It's that how are you going to not retain the force that was Cadillac Williams, the homegrown, all-world running back, assistant coach who turned into uh, an an inspirational force to keep us together during a terrible season. There's no way you let that guy go. You can't. You can't. It would be stupid politically to let that guy walk away from Auburn. And so he didn't. Whether or not Cadillac was a good fit for what Hugh Freeze wanted in a running back, a running back coach or an assistant coach, we have no idea. None. If there was no Cadillac Williams here and you freeze to come here, who would he have filled that spot with? Would it have been Cadillac Williams? I don't know. I do not know. What we know is that it made a lot of sense to retain Cadillac for the morale of the team, the players who were already here, for the approval of the fan base, and for the recruiting. If there's anything that Hugh Freeze loves. It's recruiting. And Caddy can recruit. So I understand why it made a whole lot of sense for him to be here and to stay here. We know that Caddy was still putting his toe in the water of outside jobs, though. That that was something he had interviewed for at least one job this offseason. I'm not sure, sure which one that was. We have talked about this a lot. And honestly, I mean, it's easy as we can say this more openly now. Ike was like, man, I don't know how long we're going to be able to keep these boys like last year. Before Hugh Freeze got fired, man, I don't know. I don't know how long we're going to be able to keep them. Harson got fired. Excuse me, excuse me, yeah. Before Harson got fired. I don't know how long we're going to be able to keep them. I was like, why? You think? He's like, man, listen, I'm telling you. They want to do more. 
They want to have a bigger role or have a bigger job. You can pay guys more money to stick around, but eventually you're still doing the same job. You still only have a limited amount of influence on the team. So if you want a bigger job, Hugh Freeze is an offense guy. He's got his philosophy nailed down on offense. He got rid of Phil Montgomery, who had been a head coach at the Power Five level, and said, you don't really get what I'm trying to do. And and Phil Montgomery has years of experience as an offensive coordinator and a head coach in designing offenses that Cadillac didn't have. So if Cadillac wants to take the next natural step, which would obviously be to a coordinator position, was he going to find that here? I I, I don't see how he was going to find that here. It makes sense to step out and find the gig that's going to be best for you. Okay? I don't know... It's really hard to say whether or not this was going to be something that would have happened with success this season. That's the thing I keep going back to. All right. If this season works, this past season, 2023, if it's successful, if we come down eight and four, we beat New Mexico State, we hold on against Bama, everything's looking good. You hold it together for one more year? Because then maybe uh, we've talked about the effect of the bowl game and what that's meant for recruiting, how we think about quarterback going into the next offseason, how we think about having to make something uh, out of this coming up season. I think there's a legitimate question of whether or not you need to shake things up sooner because you didn't get what you wanted out of year one. And that's something that Mike has said. They were on a three-year plan. Yeah, but year one looked way worse than it should have. So got to shake it up. And this is one of those things where, well, all right, you, you want to shake it up? Let me go ahead and shake myself out of here. Always sad to see Caddy leave, but I understood that this was probably a short-term thing. So the game is the game. What's the impact? What's the impact, Ike, of and, – and, and B, you can chime in as well. I know you got some thoughts. This guy was really – this guy was really beloved by players, even recruits. What's the effect recruiting-wise? Uh, I believe Alvin Henderson is in the 2025 class. Obviously, Caddy was recruiting this guy. You wonder, does that put put Auburn behind the eight ball for some of these kids? What happens in the transfer portal? Are there concerns there with Caddy leaving with this running back room? We know how those guys love Caddy. So what are the effects you think of the of, of Caddy departing? Uh, I mean, right now in the short term, I don't know that there are going to be any uh, impact. I mean, we already saw Jarquez Hunter after the departure announced that he was coming back. Um you know, I've talked with Damari. He seems like he's good to go. Um, uh, Batty had entered the portal, but already came back from the portal. Uh, and he didn't, you know, go back into it after this whole thing. Well, he couldn't at, at that point in time. Um, so I think, you know, we'll see in the spring. I don't know that uh, anything from the transfer portal is going to be impacted by this until, of course, after spring we can see. But I don't think that that's going to be directly related to Cadillac. The issue that you're going to have with Coach Freeze and this staff in regards to Cadillac and, you know, we'll get into Etheridge, I think is just finding, making sure that you find guys that have some youth that these young men can relate to, yeah. right? And um, because when it's when it's the tough days and everything isn't going right, you want somebody you can go and talk to. And Caddy was like a big brother to a lot of guys on the team, not just guys in that running back room. And so it's just important that they have – they don't get rid of guys that are relationship guys in the locker room and only have the guys that are good at 
X's and O's and mm-hmm. or going out and doing the recruiting trail because you mm-hmm. still need people that are going to help develop those types of things in the locker room. Uh, so, you know, whoever the next person is for the staff, hopefully we'll be able to bring that. But as far as direct impact, I don't know. Because again, Coach Hugh Freeze is a great recruiter and he was good at putting great recruiting staffs together. And though Cadillac is a good recruiter in his own right, I believe in Coach Hugh Freeze's ability to build a recruiting staff that will be able to to do what it needs to do to keep the train moving as far as talent coming into Auburn. So in, in other words, you, you think he can kind of mitigate the impact of- I do of believe that. Caddy leaving by bringing in someone who at the very least is as good as, as Caddy. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, cumulative, I think it could be. Like, I don't know point for point whether or not he's going to go get a running back guy that's just as good as, you know, Cadillac is as a running back guy. What you can't quantify, though, is like the the Auburn man portion of this, right? Like, Caddy's able to speak for Auburn in a way that you just bring in some random person who's a good recruiter can't do. Uh, So, yes, you might bring in somebody who's super talented, but I don't think that you can can just – you can't replace that. Uh, But, again, I – I believe that Coach Freeze will be able to put together a staff on the offensive recruiting side that will be able to to be fine in that regard. Be your thoughts on impact? I mean, the impact to me is significant, specifically for the running back room. Those players that are there now, I think they all see an opportunity here because they've been here with Coach Freeze. They have a good expectation of what the offense is going to require from them, what they'll be able to offer. And I think the guys here are set. Batie coming back was like, oh, really? Okay, so uh, I, I'm I'm sure we're standing pat in the portal as far as running back goes. But the biggest issue is that every running back who has either played here or been b- recruited by Caddy in the last few years, Caddy is a big reason why they are here and why they decide to stay. So my immediate concern goes to what does that do for Alvin Henderson, who has looked like an Auburn lean since Caddy started recruiting him? If that's your guy. Then I don't know, man. Like Hugh Freeze's systems don't even necessarily look running back friendly. Like it's easy for Gus to get a running back. It's like, hey, I'm gonna run you into the ground, man. Come get these snaps. But Hugh Freeze can't say that. You can't even say you necessarily look like a, a feature back. So in that case, you need a great running back recruiter to bring you in and say, hey, it's cool. You're gonna get your snaps. Plus, I'm cool. Don't you want to stay here with us? And it works if you're a good enough recruiter, because if not, guys going to start. We've seen guys will leave programs to go and get more snaps, more opportunity to shine. If we don't have that opportunity here, will we get a recruiter who can convince these guys to stick around and and wait for their turn? Caddy was uh, not the only person who resigned from Auburn. Um, Zach Etheridge, the DB coach who uh, was brought in uh, with Brian Harson um, to coach defensive backs, also resigned and ended up taking a similar role with uh, the Houston uh, Cougars. Uh, Zach also posted kind of a heartfelt message, and we know the value he has of being a young guy on staff who relates to players, also uh, good at recruiting. What's the impact of him on our current DB room? There were some guys who obviously, I mean, Keontae Scott comes to mind. Uh, Kane Lee comes to mind. There's some guys who... Uh, is is who loved uh, Zach Etheridge. What are the impacts of that uh, in you guys' opinion? I'll start with you, right? Uh, the impact of of losing Zach Etheridge. I think you know that one to me. He had a a bigger or, or a more extensive track record as far as his recruiting prowess goes. 
Um, Caddy was good for one position. Zach Etheridge was good, I think, for the entire defense as far as his ability. He even did some offensive stuff, right? Like he was a recruiting, um, he's a guy in recruiting for real. Uh, so I think that that's going to be a big impact. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going to mitigate that impact in just a minute. But I just want to talk about what his impact is. Um, you know, I, I don't know that you're going to be able to, again, quantify it because he's able to speak from the perspective of just Auburn traditionally. And he's got the pedigree of being, you know, a former player, all those sorts of things. But um, I think for the guys that are in the room right now, it goes back to the same thing I was just talking about with Caddy. It's just like, you know, big brother, right? Like, you know, I lost one of my big brothers on the staff and being able to talk to him when things aren't going right. That's going to be the biggest thing. But I love, again, the idea of what Coach Hugh Freeze is putting in that room right now to mitigate the losses that you would have from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. Any concerns about portal entries? Right now, no, not right now. But listen, uh, that spring portal period is where it's going to get interesting for me uh, because it's going to be we're going to see at that point in time how much those young guys that are coming in that room are going to be getting opportunities and whether or not some of the guys who are older in the room still feel as if they have a place or a path to be able to get playing time in the short term because they have less eligibility left. So, um, but I don't know that that's a Zach Etheridge thing. I think that's more so about, um, I mean, a portion, portion of it is Zach, right? Because he was the guy who recruited you to come in here and you, he, he's the one that you've been talking to. Um, so, you know, different vision, different DC, like we haven't even gotten into the defensive coordinator, right? But like different defensive coordinator coming in, different visions for what they want to do with the, how they want to play, you know, their DBs and all that sort of thing. Uh, There could be some portal entries just because they don't see the same vision anymore for themselves in this, um, in an Auburn uniform. So potentially. Uh, I'm going to get to a question here, uh, Tatiana. appreciate you being with us. She asks, real question, was some of the coaches part of the culture issue? Thoughts, fellas? You know, th- so the only way I can think that this could possibly be the case is if the players so attached to their position coaches. Because, again, part of why they're good recruiters, Caddy and Zach, is because they can relate to players playing at Auburn and their young black men talking to other young black men. That connection is invaluable. You cannot replace that connection. So when they look to these assistant coaches, it's not just as an X's and O's thing, make me better for the league. It is a personal identify with you type of thing. When it comes to a head coach trying to set his culture and rally the troops, okay, you can say, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And that message has to resonate with everybody. But if it's not resonating with everybody, Players are going to look to the, the assistant coach, the position coach they love, and be like, hey, but what do you think, though? Kind of like, a, okay, yeah, I, I get it. You are the head coach, but I really admire this guy right here. And that can be, I won't even say if it causes a split. Like, I remember thinking, hearing that Caddy gave the pregame speech for the Mississippi State game, right? That was the most inspired performance our, our offense had all year. By far. I mean, we did well in the BAM again. Oh, yeah. Arkansas, true. That's as well. But the start of that streak after we had been down so long in all those games, it was a a caddy rallying cry. He was a leader. And I wonder if part of it is I'm taking away from the respect that you as the head coach, the reverence that you as a head coach should have, whether it was acknowledged or not. That's something I think could probably be a – well, you're kind of you're kind of stealing my shine here, coach, because I need them to listen to me. 
<laughs> and not not just you, but me as well. And there are things where, again, Hugh Freeze didn't recruit all these guys, man. These are not his guys. I think going forward, it will be much less of an issue anyway because Hugh Freeze has been the main connection to the players that are coming in to Auburn. It's not, it hasn't been Zach Etheridge and Caddy and, you know, Marcus Davis necessarily. Marcus Davis got here when Hugh Freeze got here. So it's all been Hugh Freeze here going forward. But for the guys who were here before, they had much stronger ties to the guys who were already here, Zach Etheridge and Cadillac. Do you have that reverence for the head coach like you had, like for your position coaches? Maybe, maybe not, but I don't think that's an issue that will be a problem anymore. And that's, that's it's, it's speculative, right? We right, don't we right, don't know right. if that's the case. Or that's not just me guessing or not. Yeah. Um, so there there's two different cultural, I guess, issues. Well, there's there's a couple of different cultural issues, but I'll address the main ones that um that to to talk about what Tatiana is talking about here. You have the one where you're hearing Coach Hugh Freeze talk about you know the disease of me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in in press conferences, I don't think that. Zach Etheridge or Cadillac have anything to do with anybody feeling as if it should be about me. Like I think that they're actually the exact opposite of that. So whatever exists there is still something that needs to get cleaned up within the locker room culture. Players. Um, That's a players thing. Right. Right. Now there is, there was a cultural divide in terms of, and this is specifically between the defensive staff with Ron Roberts and just the way that he addressed people. Right. Uh, that w- I've confirmed that with multiple people. They, they just, they butt heads a lot. Now, as to why that is, there's a lot of different theories as to why that is. But what I will say is there were issues with how he wanted to call defenses between he and Wesley McGriff and, you know, what the players felt like, how he responded to them in certain in- instances. And uh, Zach Etheridge had issues with, right? And so there was some, there was some butting of heads going along uh, the defensive side. Uh, uh, additionally, on the offensive side, there were some frictions between what Coach Hugh Freeze wanted to do and, and Philip Montgomery wanted to do. Philosophical differences between how they wanted to handle running back carries and running back rotations, right? So there were issues culturally that happened within the locker room, within that coaching staff. And some of these things just, they, they needed to either get fixed or people needed to move on in order for it to get better. Uh, so I'm not mad at anything that happened in regard to people moving on uh, because that was inevitably one of the solutions is, all right, cool. Well, you know what? I don't know that we'll ever see eye to eye on this. So let's just go in a different direction about it. Um, Again, I'm not saying that that's the reason people resigned. I'm saying that those were things that needed to get fixed. And the resignation just makes it where you don't have to try to fix it. It's it's done. So let me just move on to something else. Right, right. El Tiger, uh, Esquire with $10 Super Chat. And his comment is, Ron Roberts uh, left as... Left as DC to become linebackers coach at UF. Hilarious. He'll be a job hunter when Napier gets uh, clipped. Now, didn't he coach under Napier? I have no idea. He coached under. Uh, I know uh, they, they're supposed Dave to Miranda. have a relationship, but yeah, I don't know if they. I thought he's he already. Him. I thought. I think this is his second time coaching under Napier. He may I have think. before. Probably probably because he coached at Louisiana, and I thought the Napier was the coach mm. there. I he was, yeah. So wrong. if they, if they, if so their I times were together, under here. so yeah. So that there's, there's a to to his point, it's a, it's it's perceived as a sinking ship that Ron Roberts jumped to. So he's going to have to find uh, another job potentially next year. But 
Yes, I think that's what made that transition so easy for Ron Roberts is because there's a previous relationship with uh, with Willie Napier. So, good luck to Florida. They got a incredibly difficult uh, the schedule most next difficult year. NCAA football schedule of all time. That is yeah, insane. It's, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rough. Insane. Pretty rough. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> Wesley McGriff. So we've talked about Caddy. We've talked about uh, Zach Etheridge. Wesley McGriff was the first guy on the defensive staff to begin transitioning on. And he, at first, during the season, he took uh, an off-the-field uh, role. Um, he cited personal reasons um, as it came out later on what those personal reasons were. Uh, but then um, believed to have taken a job uh, as a DB's coach with Texas A&M. Nothing ever got signed, and once the once Auburn began to make some some moves, Ron Roberts departs. Wesley McGriff's names resurfaces, obviously proving that he wanted to be at Auburn this whole time. He's coached with Hugh Freeze before, so obviously he wanted to be here. Now that Ron Roberts is gone, Wesley McGriff appears to be back. Uh, thoughts on this gentleman? How do you feel about Wesley McGriff? I think this one hurt me personally when when Wesley McGriff left just because of similar impact. He had uh, just got here. Yeah, he yeah. just got here. So <laughs> it's just like, what's, what's going on? And you hate to lose a coach like that under the circumstances, right? So your, your thoughts, gentlemen. Mm. I, I was actually very bummed to hear that McGriff was leaving because when he first got hired here last year, he said, "Yeah, this is this is why I'm, I'm glad to be back at Auburn. I'm gonna settle down here." And and there are certain coaches who are climbing the ladder, like Young Caddy and Young Zach Etheridge, and there are others who are like I know exactly what I am. I'm a secondary coach. I want to coach secondary. I want to develop these guys, get them to the league. I don't want to have to worry about moving place to place no more. That's done with. I thought that's who Zach. Uh, not the, excuse me. That's who McGriff was. And it does. It goes to show he never wanted to up, get uprooted after a year and make a move. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to be here. But uh, he obviously had some, again, we had, as Ike alluded to, issues with who's calling what, how it should be called, how best to get the most out of the players you have. Losing McGriff would have been awful for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think he's still a relatable guy. He may not be the young, relatable guy that Etheridge and Caddy are, but he's still the old uncle you can be connected to that type of dynamic with the players. And the secondly, he puts people in the league. You need a development guy. You need a guy who you can say, you know who he did? He turned a kickoff returner into a first-round draft pick at corner. You want him there. You want a Daniel Thomas, who is either a two- or a three-star recruit coming out of Montgomery. He turned him into a NFL safety who got to his second contract. That's development. You need people to be able to say, you can do that for me, Great, I'm going. Let's go. He's here. He's staying. This is a huge win for Auburn. I would have been more worried about the effects of the of the defensive backfield without McGriff staying. McGriff staying, I'm a lot less worried about it. Hey, uh, listen, I I'm a, I'm a fan of what he's done. I I had often talked about kind of you know in our back chat we talk about like different things. Like I thought that. McGriff was going to be here until he retired. Like, I thought yeah. that this was going to be his last coaching stop. I think that's what he actually wants it to be. So I'm glad to see him back. But that all the more confirms or underscores to me. Like, it was just – it for a guy who who wanted to say, this is the last place I want a coach to leave, mm -hmm. then you know it had to be some other stuff happening there that he wasn't too thrilled about. Um, and, again, those relationships just weren't what he wanted them to be. So he's like, all right, you know what? 
I, I didn't want to leave, but I'm getting up out of here. Yeah. Um, and I am happy to see him back. And, you know, to be Will's point, he's a developer of talent. And that's what Auburn needs is to yeah. be able to take guys who, you know, have the skill, have the physical traits, the tools, and get them ready to be able to play on Saturdays consistently so that somebody will want them to come play on Sundays. Uh, so I'm happy to see him back um, on the staff. Uh, again, that hasn't been um, – I don't think Auburn put out anything specifically about it yet, but you know that's mm -hmm. uh, there are multiple reports that have said it, so I feel comfortable enough saying that that's going to be a thing, uh, and looking forward to seeing what he does for years to come for this Auburn staff. Yeah, uh, we'll grab some comments here. Uh, Ernest says Aubie got those mascots in a chokehold. They all down bad. Congratulations to Aubie. I think it's with the eleventh mascot championship, something like that. Uh, won that over the weekend. Congrats to Aubie. He's I'm biased. He was always the the best mascot in all the nation. But you know, now we we got we got uh, we got proof that he's the best. Tiffany Byers says we appreciate you guys at the War Report, top notch reporting and great content on this channel. War Eagle guys, War Eagle back at you, Tiffany. Thanks for your continued support. Mm -hmm. Aunt Robinson says, "What is the thoughts about Cam Ward going to Miami after all the BS?" Thoughts, guys? Hey, you know what? Congratulations to Miami. It's going to be real for you out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I, I don't know if, if Crystal Ball is a good coach. I know he's a good recruiter. I don't know if he's a good coach. And apparently Miami got some long his, money. His, his in-game his in coaching decisions last year with, uh, say, I'm not so yeah. sure about that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, who knows, man? I, I, I bet he didn't like that evaluation he got. And he was like, yeah. uh, maybe let me come back. They talking about fourth round. I can't do that. That's probably what it was. Good luck, kid. Uh, Wesley Hilson says, uh, "Ike AAU did announce it. I didn't see an announcement about it, so maybe I just missed it about Wesley McGriff. So that's good. Yeah. Usually uh, we get like press re releases with stuff like that, and they, right. they didn't put one out. So yeah, I'm not I know Texas A and M uh, as quickly as they put out Wesley McGriff got hired, they also put out a he's not coming to the staff anymore thing. So again, it's it's definitely out there. Uh, so 